We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spins away, baseline shot, Shea puts it in, and walks it off in OKC! Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. Welcome to the uncontested podcast post-game edition. I am your host for the night, Jacob Niffin. As the Thunder absolutely demolish the Houston Rockets, 133-96. to Proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. If you don't already, make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Drop that five-star rating. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. If you are listening to the podcast version of this, I would encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel and catch us live sometime. It is always the best. If you are a YouTube viewer, thanks so much for being here tonight. As again, the Thunder on the last game before the All-Star break, come in and just absolutely and completely demolish the Houston Rockets from the word go. 133-96. to We got some big takeaways for this one. We'll kind of break down the game a little bit, go a little more in-depth with some of those takeaways, and talk about what we have to look forward to moving into All-Star break and the rest of the season. First, though, my takeaways from tonight. Whole team contribution. We had some thunder history made tonight with the amount of players that played and scored. We'll talk about that. Takeaway number two, the all-star weekend boys. We're talking Shay. We're talking J-Dub. We're talking Josh Giddy. They are headed to Salt Lake City, along with our guy Nick Crane, by the way. And they had wonderful nights tonight. Uh, takeaway number three. Dario Saric makes his debut. The Dario debut. He looked pretty good, folks. And takeaway number four. I only got four for you tonight. Number four, attacking the basket. Thunder put up 133 points tonight. Incredibly efficient. We'll talk about that as well here in just a moment. But first, let's talk about this game collectively. Um. I took notes as the game went on tonight. 
And I'm going to tell you guys some of those notes. So here we go. Uh, first quarter, the Thunder start Shea, Lou, Josh Giddy, Jalen Will. Uh-oh. Did you guys lose me for a second? I think I'm back. I think we're good. One interesting note. This is the fourth time these two teams have played. In the first three matchups, the Thunder had J-Dub guard Jabari Smith Jr. And they put Shea on like a guard or a wing. Tonight, they mixed it up a little bit. They started with Shea on Jabari Smith Jr. And J-Dub guarded Jayshon Tate. I just thought that was an interesting little switch up. Uh, typically, guys guard like the same guys from the same teams. Uh, and Dignall decided to switch them up a little bit tonight. So just kind of fascinating. Uh, took a little note of that. Speaking of Jabari Smith Jr., I tweeted tonight. Uh, if you've if you've missed it, Mark Stein. No, not Mark Stein. I'm sorry. Um, Mark Spears. There we go. Had a story out about Jabari Smith Jr. today in which Jabari Smith Jr.'s father said that on draft night in the NBA draft green room, after the Thunder selected Chet Holmgren number two, Jabari Smith Jr. started getting real nervous and tapping his leg and was very upset. And his dad said, I had forgot that the Thunder had promised to take him at two. Don't know about that one, Chief. A, they had promised to take him at two. And his dad forgot. That's a pretty big thing to forget. That's kind of sad. Number two, I mean, the Thunder were focused on Chet the entire time. It's been chronicled by, like, everybody. Chet's agent, Chet himself, Sam Presti, Woj, Sam Vecini. Like, everyone says the Thunder were zeroed in on Chet from the get-go. No more down that rabbit hole. Um, My next note, J-Dub started and was just an absolute monster tonight. His first three buckets were driving right on Jabari Smith Jr. and hit a little pull-up mid-range. Next bucket was a catch at the top of the key, uh, take two dribbles, and threw down a tomahawk on top of Alperin Shengun. Hey, at least Shengun tried to play defense that time. And then his next bucket was a cut across the lane, uh, just beat Shengun. dub just looked absolutely incredible this evening. Uh, Houston offense started out very bad. Um, I noted that it's basically pickup hoops with good players. So much ISO. Um, if they run any sort of action, it's Shengun, Jalen Green, pick and roll. Other guys, it's just shoot whatever you can find. It just really ugly offense. You can see why the Houston Rockets are bad. I've got a lot of negative comments about Houston in these notes. Just, just so you're aware. Um, so I said Houston offense is so bad. My next note says their defense might be worse. And the first quarter really became the technical foul show as we had four techs, three on the Houston Rockets players, one on Mark, two defensive in the key violations from the Thunder. So we had a quarter alone, 30 free throws in the first quarter. That is compared to Monday night against the Pelicans when the both teams combined had 36 free throws for the game. We had 30 free throws just tonight. Uh, and then the other big note from the first quarter, Dario Saric makes his debut with the Thunder at the four-and-a-half-minute mark is when he checks in. Second quarter starts, 
And the Thunder rolled a, out a lineup that had a lot of size, which is kind of opposite from what they usually do. Usually, recently, it's been like Kenrich Williams at center and like four guards. But they rolled out a second unit, uh, a second quarter unit of Josh Giddy, six foot eight, J Dub, six foot six, Kenrich Williams, six foot six, JRE, who's what, six nine, six ten, and Dario Saric, who's Six nine six ten. Two guys that play the big position. Um, pretty big lineup for OKC. You don't typically see that. Uh, nothing special about this quarter at all. It's just Houston's bad, and the Thunder just took it to him. Uh, Giddy was being, I thought, very surgical in that quarter, just making the right reads every play down. He had a beautiful little dump-off pass to Kenrich Williams, like a wide-open layup. Just get it, for being so young, Giddy is so far ahead in his basketball maturity. It's really fun to watch. Uh, the Rockets didn't really look to be trying all that hard. There were multiple times in that second quarter where the Thunder would miss a shot and no Rocket even jumped off the floor to get a rebound. And somebody like a Jay Will or a JRE or a Kenrich Williams would just go and get an offensive rebound and lay it back in the basket. Houston looked like they did not care that a basketball game was going on tonight. Uh, and that they all had flights scheduled to leave this evening for Cancun after this game. Uh, I said, so on, on the note of the Rockets not even trying, I said that this is the kind of game that you could imagine a coach getting fired after. I don't think they're going to fire Steven Silas, but this is the type of game that that you could see something like that happening. And then my, my last note of the half was just, how the hell did OKC lose to this team twice this season? I don't know how it happened because Houston has got off and the Thunder these past two games in OKC against the Rockets have just been an absolute and total bloodbath. Third quarter. Uh, seems like we're just going through the motions. Both teams know what's going to happen. They've accepted the fate and they just want to sim to the end of the game. My next note was... <laughs> Sometimes when I really get into the game, my notes feature profanities. I will not repeat the profanities on the podcast, uh, primarily because I just don't want to go and find the beep sounder and beep them out. But my next note said, bro, Jay effing Will, hitting the glass and the threes. Jay Will just, Mark has said it before, that he brings a lot of energy to the team. And it's, it's infectious. You can see it whenever he's out there. That man plays with every ounce of energy he has. He puts his heart into what he does. Is he the best defender in the world? No. Is he like the best knockdown three-point shooter that's ever been? No. But he's just so much fun to watch. Uh, just the passion that he plays the game with. It's, it's awesome. And he ended the game with, I think, 16 rebounds tonight. Just absolutely mauled on the glass. It it's just fun to watch what he's been doing. He has come such a long way from where he was back in October, November. The, his first NBA minutes, I mean, it looked like the game was way too fast for him. It looked like he was in over his head. Didn't know if he was going to be able to make it. And you look at what he's doing now, mid-February, it's night and day difference. He's become such a good player. He's really fun to watch. At some point, you would assume he hit some sort of like rookie wall. We'll see. He's been great, though. He really fits what this team wants to do, and he's he's just been awesome. And then my next note, 
the Rockets just effing suck, and this is ugly. Fourth quarter starts with the mop-up crew of Lindy Waters, Trey Mann, Isaiah Joe, Eugene Omarui, and Dario Saric. We have come a long way from the lineups of two years ago. Even last year, end of the season, trash lineups. I mean, there were guys that had no business being in the league, right? Isaiah Roby, uh, Teo Maladone, Giorgio Kalazakis, all these dudes that like, I mean, Isaiah's on a roster, good for him, but the Spurs are god-awful. Teo's on a roster, but the Charlotte Hornets are god-awful. Like that mop-up crew tonight, that's a good unit. Like there's quality NBA players out there. It's it's impressive the roster turnover and the talent this has been able to to siphon through over the past two years. And then I'll be honest with you guys, with about eight minutes left to go in this fourth quarter, I got up, got myself some candied pecans, sat on the couch, had a Coke Zero cracked, taking some sips. And the only thing keeping me engaged in this basketball game was if Oklahoma City could break their 153-point margin that they had in the last game. They did not. Only got to, what was it again, 133. So uh, that was the only thing me engaged at the end because this game just became a bloodbath. So let's get back to big points, my big takeaways. First, whole distribution. Thunder PR tweeted at the end of the game tonight, this was the first game in OKC Thunder history where 13 or more players scored four-plus points. That's awesome. It's awesome that that many guys played, and it's awesome that everyone that got in has the ability to score the basketball. When we look at the box score, every player who touched the floor tonight got four-plus. The lowest-scoring player was Trey Mann with four, and the Thunder played five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all 13 guys. Um, so eight off the bench, lowest minute getter tonight, Eugenio Marui with nine minutes. After that, it's Trey and Wiggins, each with 10. They played in the G League earlier today. So they drew some double duty. Ice those legs tonight, boys. Eat a lot of carbs. But besides that, I mean, Wiggins took one shot. He was the lowest shot taker tonight. Omarui took three. He was the next lowest. Uh, the most shots tonight was Shea with 16. Uh, and then Josh with 10. Very evenly distributed game tonight. Uh, everybody who got in besides Trey Mann got a rebound. Um, all of the starters except Jay Will got an assist. Just just quality minutes from everyone tonight. The Thunder only had two guys in the negative plus minus. That would be Omarui with a minus two. And Aaron Wiggins with a minus eight. That fourth quarter was a doozy, 18 to 17 in favor of the Houston Rockets. It's the lone quarter they won tonight. But just the whole team chipped in. Ball was moving around. Guys were making the right play, cutting, passing, just committing on defense. It was great to watch. Fun to see all those guys get active and and be able to get on the board. Takeaway number two, the All-Star Weekend boys. Let's start with our main one, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, who will be playing, the next time we'll see him in a basketball game, will be Sunday, 
in the All-Star game. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I kind of hope... I don't know who I want to take him. Uh, it's Team Giannis. I think it's Team Giannis and Team LeBron. Or is it Team KD? Team LeBron. Them was on. His two blocks tonight were actually impressive. One was in like two minutes into the game when he blocked a Kenyon Martin Jr. dunk. Kenyon Martin Jr. is going to be in the dunk contest this year. So impressive to block that guy at the rim. And then he blocked a three-point shot, which just like doesn't happen very often. Really impressive for Shea in a complete ass-beating of game to be that engaged defeats. That's that's a very positive sign. He's awesome. I mean, he's going to be in I I remain convinced he's being all this season. He's just, he's great. He's great. Our next guy, Josh Giddy, with 15 of 10 shooting. He was three of four from the free throw line. Only three, but six assists, a steal, and a block. I thought Josh missed some easy layups uh, at some points in this game, but specifically in the third quarter, Josh had some plays where he just drove to the rim, and he's really learned how to... The dude's huge. He's 6'8", 220. And he's learned how when he drives to the rim, not to like shoulder check somebody, draw a foul. He just kind of leans on guys that are smaller than him and veins them out of the way and then comes back uh, or reach over. Just really high IQ plays by Josh learning to use his size and use his physicality to his advantage. That is a big ask of a 20-year-old kid, uh, one of the youngest guys still in the NBA. And for him to be learning how to do these things, for to learn these little tricks of the trade, especially the physicality tricks of the trade, really positive developments. Um, I mean, does Josh's stat line jump off the page and like strike you in the head 13, 6, and 3? No. But that's awesome, and that's exactly what you want from him. And exactly what you want from him. He he ran a beautiful game tonight, 25 minutes. I mean, maybe you want him to hit the glass a little bit more, but when Jay Will has 16 boards, um, you don't have to hit the glass as hard as a guard. So as hard as a guard. Our third of our all-star boys, everyone's darling, a, uh, a first-team all-rookie and appearing in the Rising Stars Challenge, J-Dub, only 26 minutes tonight. Nobody really played. Uh, Shea played 29. That's the most on the team, so that's a good sign. J-Dub, 26 minutes, had eight points on three of nine shooting, so a little inefficient. He was two of five from three, so you'd like to see that. He had... Oh, I'm reading the long stat line. I'm sorry. J-Dub played 22 minutes and had 13 points. This is the problem of having two Jalen Williams on the team, Spoke. 22 minutes, 13 points on five of seven, one of two from the three-point line, two of two from the free throw line. He had four rebounds, two assists, and was a team high plus 30. Like I said, he had the monster dunk, which was absolutely awesome. He's just flat out freaking good. Like, the Thunder have some really, really high upside guys. And J-Dub is maybe at the top of them. Um, minus Shea, of course. Like, J-Dub is proving to be a legit like, co-star. 
Josh is proving to be a really, really good player. And still add Chet to this mix. And then you have $30 million in cap space this summer. You have all the future draft picks. You have your own pick in this upcoming draft. The, the, the limits are like unimaginable for this team. It's awesome. And for them to hit on pick number 12 like they did with J-Dub, we say this every single show. But I think it's applicable. Well, is, is awesome. They mentioned after the New Orleans game, he's not hitting a rookie wall. He's hitting a rookie stride. He's getting better. Now he gets to take this long all-star break, rest up, get his body right for the stretch run. This team's in a good spot, man. They are in a really, really good spot. Takeaway number three, the debut of Dario. Dario Saric gets in tonight. Uh, he was available Monday night, but did not play. They probably just wanted to get him a little more acclimated to the team. Dario plays 14 minutes tonight, goes for 12 points in 14 minutes. That's pretty nice. Four of six from the field. That's also pretty nice. One of three from three. He had five rebounds and a steal. Uh, I thought he played fine defense. I thought the way he fits in with this team, uh, just his style of offense, he's kind of a pick and pop type of guy. Uh, he can make the right read. He's not some crazy high-level passer, but he's definitely going to be just a plug-and-play type of guy. If you set the over-under at 14 minutes a game for him for the rest of the season for this team, uh, I think that's a pretty damn good number. Uh, that starts to shift a little bit when Poku gets back, I think, and seeing how they try to play him back into the team. Um, but at the 4-5, I think Dario is going to see minutes along with JRE, uh, and Jay will, uh, Kenrich Williams will play some four, uh, Jay dub will play some four, but I think there's a spot for Dario on this team. Is there a spot for him after the season? Who knows? I have no clue, but I think he's got a spot for the rest of this season. I think he fits kind of what this team wants to do. There's a great debut for him. First bucket comes off of a really weird, like Shea scoop shot. that he just completely smoked and Dario gets the offensive rebound and lays it in. Uh, his next shot is a wide-open three-pointer that he strokes. Um, looked very, very clean. Had a couple other threes that I thought looked good, just didn't go in. Overall, good showing by Dario. He's got a chance to kind of get more acclimated with this team over the All-Star break before we get back to actual basketball. And what is it like? I think eight days is when the Thunder play again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last takeaway is attacking the basket. This stat's kind of wild to me. The Thunder had 133 points tonight. 133. They only made nine three-pointers. They shot 26% from the three-point line. Nine of 34. Right? That's 27 of their 133 came from the three-point line. That means 106 points came from somewhere else. That's somewhere else. First is the dadgum free throw line. 40 of 47 from the free throw line. 40 points at the line is insane. Like I mentioned earlier, Monday against the Pelicans, there were 36 total free throws in the game amongst both teams. Tonight, the Thunder alone had 47. It made 40. Absurd. And then you look at points in the paint. The Thunder had 64. 64 points in the paint, 40 points from the free throw line. That is a grand total for you. Heatedly abused the Rockets at the rim. The Rockets have no rim protection whatsoever. I think Alperen Sengun is a fine player. Uh, the dude just gets absolutely cooked like a rotisserie chicken on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. like is going to be a good defender eventually. He just got cooked tonight. Like The Rockets couldn't do anything. They no, like the Thunder got got ragged a bit for tanking. Um, the Rockets deserve kind of all the hate, to be honest. I mean, this is going to be the third year in a row where they have the worst. Like, if you want to rag on a team, rag on the Houston Rockets. Like, what is their direction? What are they doing? Their offense is trash. Their defense is trash. Their style of play is trash. Their on-court production is trash. They have no lead. That is a team that, like, they might get Victor Wembanyama. That will help their on-court production. It's just hard to see long-term ability with that franchise with how bad they are. It's kind of ugly. Kind of ugly. All right, I want to hit some of these comments in the chat because you guys have been blowing it up, so I appreciate that. Before I do, though, we got stuff coming up, even though it is all-star break. Make sure you are tuned to all the untested social channels, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, here on YouTube, and TikTok. Guy Nick Crane is headed out to Salt Lake City to cover the NBA All-Star Weekend. So he will have tons of updates and pictures and all kinds of awesome stuff for you guys from Salt Lake. Sunday after Star game. You can find us for our weekly stream live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. And then we will be posted on the podcast streams. Uh, so make sure you subscribe to wherever you're from. And then next week, the Thunder get back in action. I'm getting it pulled up now. I believe it is Thursday against the Utah Jazz. Let me make sure that is correct, though. Great podcasting here while I'm trying to load stuff up. They will play Thursday, like the Jazz, 
Uh, Nick Crane will be with you guys on that post-game podcast. And I highly suggest you check that show. If you are unaware, Mr. Nicholas Crane and I bet this. I said that Shea Gilgis Alexander would be an all-star. Nick, our bet was that whoever lost a post-game podcast and had to use the entire lyrics of the hit song All-Star by Smash Mouth, incorporate those lyrics into their entire post-game podcast. Well, Nicholas, you better be listening to some Smash Mouth on that flight to Salt Lake City, buddy. Because on Thursday of next week, eight days away, that is going to be a podcast to remember, folks. I cannot wait to watch that. So we got the Jazz on Thursday. Following that, Friday, uh, a back-to-back against the Kevin Durant Phoenix Suns. J.D. Silva will be with you guys on that one. And then we'll have uh, the Kings game on Sunday. And afterwards, we will be recording our big weekly show. So lots of content still coming up for you guys. It's going to be a fun, fun time. Let's hit some of these comments. Um, Gable says, almost a J-Will double-double. Great. I mentioned him a few times. I didn't talk about his stat line. I kind of did because I got the two Jalen's mixed up. Uh, J-Will tonight, 26 minutes. Uh, he had 8.16 rebounds, two steals. Uh, no assists, which is kind of surprising because he's a really good passer. But 16 boards, that's that's awesome. You'll love to see that. Uh, Robert says, I think it's time to have the talk that J-Dub ceiling could be higher than Josh Giddy's. Robert, I think that's a really interesting uh, debate. I think both their ceilings are high, and I think that's great news for OKC. J-Dub, though, man, he's good. He he is good. He is good. Uh, Brennan says, talking about how great J-Will is becoming isn't happening enough. Damn it, Brennan. I'm talking about it right now. You leave me alone. Uh, McCall Dale, dot dial, that, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Said if the Stash Bros had a baby, it would be Dario. The Stash Bros being Steven Adams and Ennis Cantor. First thing that came to my mind from his practice interview. Two, being an Arkansas guy myself and seeing Jay Will at the U of A, it really surprised me. Also acknowledging that Chet's last game at Gonzaga when Jay Will was on him all night. I knew that after that game to go to the Elite Eight, he would be a good NBA player. That is awesome. Um, it's, it's really cool. I think the three rookies that OKC took in, three of the four, I'm sorry, I, I'm omitting Usman Jang here, but Chet, J-Will, J-Dub all played each other in college, which is pretty cool. Um, J-Will and J-Dub didn't play each other, but Chet played both of them. Um, yeah, the Stash Bros thing for Dario, uh, Someone said it looks like Poku in 10 years. Someone from the podcast. I don't know who posted that picture, but it haunts me in my sleep. Um, What else do we have here? Eamon says, Jabari was promised to be drafted by the Thunder. Shoot, I wouldn't want to play for the Rockets either. I, I tweeted that tonight. If if I knew the Rockets had pick three, I'd be upset if Thunder didn't take me at two either. Um, More comments. Feeling good about the All-Star break. Love where we are at. Uh, as Thunder fans, we see the future in front of our eyes. I want the playoffs or the play-in this season. 
think there's a good chance of that. Uh, I'm going to pull up some stats on that in just a second. Uh, what else do we have here? Brennan says, what the hell does this team do in two years when they're contending? They have all the money to pay all the core, and we have all those picks. I truly think Presti doesn't want to trade anyone. Here's the thing. like, There's a lot of guys we're really excited about. Day Will looked great tonight. Um, Isaiah Joe was awesome. When it comes down to it, when when you really have to like get down to business, the guys that I think are safe on this team are Shea, J-Dub, Josh Giddy, Chet Holmgren. You can kind of put Lou Dort into that mix. Everyone else, like, they're, tomorrow's not promised, right? The Thunder are going to try to build a perennial powerhouse here. They have the assets to do it. Do I think they want to trade anybody? No, they want to, like, develop these young guys and see what happens. But here's the deal, folks. They have a first-round pick and three second-round picks and this coming up draft in July. Next summer in 2024, they have possibly four firsts. I don't think they're taking four rookies in that draft class, but the amount of assets they have are just going to continue to pile up. And at some point, you got to make some decisions. Does JRE stay around? Does Aaron Wiggins stay around? Does Trey Mann stay around? Um they're going to have to rotate through dudes. It's just kind of how it is. The good news is they are willing to, to do that. And they're going to find the best players possible. And they're going to build up a great, great team. Uh, KJ says, Saric, Saric, sorry, Saric is an effing stud. He looked good tonight. I'm excited to see how he fits in with this team moving forward, especially in games that actually matter, games that aren't complete bloodbaths. Um, uh, what else? Uh, Eamon's making fun of Nick singing all-star. I cannot wait. Um, Meek Leak says Jay will made Shangun look like a chump tonight. So any night that one of us hosts that the uncontested do the post-game podcast, we're also the ones on social media. That's why you see different styles of social media posts, different games. I tend to be like a little more analytical in the things that I post. Uh, if there's a bunch of emojis being tweeted, you know it's Taylor. Uh, if it's memes and shit posting, it's 100% silver. Justin, if it's one tweet per quarter, it's probably Nick. That's how you can decipher us uh, whenever we're posting on social media. Um, I, tonight on social media, really thought about posting a um, a, a meme of Thunder fans wanting Shingoon and Sam Presti saying we have Shingoon at home and then putting a picture up of J. Will, but I didn't do it. I thought about it though. Eamon, last comment of the night says, Glad we crowned a new black eye of the league. I love the pettiness of fandom. I absolutely love it. That Termine dude, I don't even know who he is, had like two negative comments about the Oklahoma City Thunder, called us the black eye of the league. And Thunder fans will absolutely never let him down. They are going to like tag that guy and everything and just ratio him to oblivion on the internet. I love it. I absolutely love it. Take this for a black eye. Absolutely incredible. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the uncontested. Really, really appreciate you. We continue to hit milestone after milestone with our show. 
And it's so exciting. And that is strictly 100% because of you guys. Uh, that's the reason we do this podcast. We love talking to each other and interacting with you guys uh, on social media, on the YouTube stream here. So keep it coming. Thank you guys so much. If you haven't already, make sure to hit up cottonbureau.com slash the uncontested. If you just go to Cotton Bureau, you can search the uncontested or you can find it on any of our social channels. Hit up some of our merch. We have an awesome J-Dub shirt that I'm wearing tonight made by our own uh, Nane from Japan. She's everyone's favorite Thunder artist. And we also have Nane made an all-star shirt for us that has Shay, Josh, and J-Dub. And then Justin made an all-star shirt as well. All the Nane shirts, every single cent we make from those is going to Positive Tomorrows in Oklahoma City. If you are unfamiliar, Positive Tomorrows is a grade school specifically for the homeless community in Oklahoma City. Uh, they are a nonprofit. They they don't make any money off that school, uh, and they can use all the help they can get for those kids. So we are donating all that money uh, in collaboration with Nane. So go snag yourself a shirt. Um, if you drop a five-star on the podcast, uh, wherever you get your podcast from, if you leave a five-star review, send us a screenshot of it on any social media channel. I will send you some stickers. Still got a few uncontested hats left as well. If you want one of those, just hop in our DMs wherever. We can get you hooked up with a hat. I think I've got two, maybe three left. So if you want one, sign up, snag one. Thank you guys so much. You can catch Josh Giddy and J-Dub Friday night in the Rising Stars Challenge. And then our own All-Star, SGA, will be playing in the All-Star game Sunday night. And then make sure to join us after that game right here on the stream where we'll be breaking everything down and talking about the rest of the Thunders season and the playoff push. We'll talk to you guys then. Have a great rest of your week, a great weekend. Enjoy the All-Star festivities. We'll see you guys soon. Until then, as always, Thunder up. <laughs>